Welcome to Ocala Arts and Entertainment Podcast. I am your host, Sean Thomas. In this session, we take a deep dive into the story of Afro-Latina Gabi Zuniga as she touches on her path to freelancing and starting a creative business. Let's jump in. All right, guys, we want to welcome to the uh, wonderful corkscrew bar and we want to say thanks to tim for allowing us to use the space this is the ocala arts and entertainment podcast crew and we have the wonderful gabby zuniga who is an artist she's a graphic artist and illustrator and uh, she took time off her schedule to come and you know share her story with us so gabby welcome thank you thank you for having me i think this is it we've been having a little bit of technical stuff but I think this should be it here. So tell us, Gabby, about how you got involved in doing this kind of work, being an artist and illustration and stuff. Sure. I um, I grew up in Citrus County. I was that classic kid who always drew and, you know, all the, the adults and my teachers would always say, oh, you're such a great, you know, you're a great drawer, you're a great artist. Um, when I got to, as I got older, I started to hear, you know, that thing that people say where you can't really make a living from it. You can't really be an artist and, and make a living. Um, but uh, but once my family realized I was serious about it, they were, they were very supportive. Um, my mom especially was very supportive. So I, uh, I joined a special art program in high school where I got to learn about figure drawing and drawing different mediums and painting and everything. And then I applied to, be, to go to the Ringling College of Art and Design which is a really nice art school in Sarasota, I, I got in and I got to experience different types of art. Um, I think sometimes in school, certain schools, you only experience one style, like they favor one style, even if it's not on purpose. Right. And as much as I, I learned so much from that high school program, it was mainly focused on uh, abstract art and, and figurative art and landscape art. It wasn't so much illustration. Right. Um, so once I got to Ringling, it was, I, I met all sorts of international people. I learned all sorts of different art styles. I learned how, um, something that looks cartoony can still be a legitimate piece of art. Right. It could still be, you could still use the basis of like figure drawing and, and color theory and all of that. And anyway, when I went to Ringling, I got to blossom and be around all these different types of artists. I got to meet people from Spain or Latin America or Europe or, Germany and it was a really great environment to uh to grow and to get challenged it was definitely challenging um so I studied illustration which is drawing for a client painting for a client it's it's solving their problem it's telling their story it's not so much fine art which is drawing for yourself okay yeah um and then I didn't study graphic design I only had like one graphic design wow. class and then uh, I graduated and I didn't have a job, but I figured I would be a freelance editorial illustrator. So mm. I would just make money. My plan was to just make money from drawing for magazines and magazine illustrations and magazine covers. Right. Which is very niche. Mm -hmm. It's like illustration is a niche and then editorial illustration is a niche within a niche within a niche. Right. Right. So not many opportunities, but there were illustrators that I knew of that made a living from it. So I just said, OK, that's what I'll do. I will do that. And then a couple of years go by and I maybe had two or three 
uh, illustration jobs. I'm cashiering to, to make money. I'm living with family. And I realize this is just not working. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's just, it's hard to get your foot in the door. And I was having a hard time with that. So I said, you know, I looked online and I saw what jobs were wanted in Central Florida. And as far as art and design goes, it was the graphic design job. So I said, okay, I'm just going to look for an internship, get my foot in the door, see where it takes me. And I got a, uh, a remote internship with a black owned design agency. Okay. And so I was able to stay at home and just learn as much as I could about graphic design. And my first project was making logos. And I had no idea what I was doing, but I just, I did my best and I got feedback from my art director and I just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept throwing myself at these different design programs I never used that much. And I eventually became the, it was a small team. So I became the lead graphic designer uh, within a few months. So I got to like help direct younger designers that came after me on how to do things and how to improve things. I got to do a little bit of illustration and um, eventually that, I'm not going to say their name, but eventually that, that work relationship soured right. with that agency. But um, so I went freelance and then it was just me on my own. I didn't have an art director to kind of hide behind if a client had a problem. It was me, like the buck stopped with me. I had to answer to everybody. Wow. So I I became my own art director. I became my own client relation, relations management person. I figured out how to be the best freelancer that I could be. I figured out how am I going to bring clients on to my process? What's the process? What's A, B, C, and D? What's the, how are they going to come on to my project management software? Right. How are they going to learn how to navigate? How are they going to communicate with me? What are the hours they're going to use? What's the process from beginning to end? And how am I going to offboard them? So I just figured that out as I went along and I did some research and I've, uh, that was a couple of years ago. And since then I've worked with different agencies now I'm, I'm a freelancer and I have my own clients that just come to me and say, hey, I need this done. And I say, OK, let's talk about it. And then I also do overflow work for different um, design agencies to where right. if they need help, I help them. And I'm, uh, I'm also a member of the African-American Graphic Designers Network. So let's. So it's a lot. <laughs> let's, yes, let's back up a little bit. So yeah. the illustration process. Mm-hmm. How long did that side of your life take? Because you said you started doing that before mm-hmm. graphic design. Yeah. So what? tell us about how long that took inside that window there. That was, after I graduated, that was about two years of um, emailing. The process is kind of you email an art director and say, hey, I exist. Here's my work. Hire me, please, if you have like a project for me. And then you just kind of wait to see if you hear anything back from them. And I got a couple of I got a couple of hits here and there. And then just I noticed that I just wasn't really getting anywhere where I wanted to go. So I I kind of switched gears and went into graphic design. And the good thing about graphic design is that if you're designing something and you need illustration, you could still use your, your skills. So I'm still being able to use my illustration skills today. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. So the illustration side of things wasn't working out right. financially. Yeah. (laughs) So did someone tell you to try graphic design or did you just or did you know that that is another step you could take to try and make some uh, a living financially? I think I I would Google like 
art related jobs in the area and I, they, it, graphic design would keep popping up okay and then i remember i think i had my mom mentioned it to me at one point and you're just you're kind of stubborn and you don't want to listen and i'm gonna make illustration work and eventually i was just like i prayed about it and i was just like i just need to to pivot and to learn another skill so you started with graphic design and that took you into studying yeah that took me into um learning on the job as much as i could that's pretty much how i learned to design and did you have a, a, a personal trainer, someone that you went to for this? You had to sign up to maybe enter this school or class? Or how did that come about? No, it, uh, it really was on-the-job training. Um, it was this internship that I had where I was the one talking to the, like, for the client. Each person, each client had their own designer and their own marketer and their own web person. And for every client I had, I was the design person. Okay. So I would, uh, I learned how to design. I would get, I would turn stuff into my art director and he would give me the feedback that he thought would make the designs better. Right. I would change it and then we'd send it off to the client mm. and get their feedback. So it was really just trial by fire. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. And so that process started like around what time of your life? Like uh, two years ago, three years? How, how long the graphic design process been going on thus far it actually started in 2020 or oh, 20 i feel it's like it okay, hasn't been oh. that long but during the pandemic was when it really just buckled down and said this you know illustration only isn't it's not working out it's a little bit too niche and yeah i just i just switched to graphic design i'm still doing okay. illustration but graphic design really changed my career okay okay so you are so what's happening right now with mm -hmm. gabby in terms of are you you said you're still doing illustration, mm -hmm. but graphic design is where you could eat. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you bring in some money in. It's funny because graphic design was where I was started to, to bring some money in. But I think illustration also helps me, helps set me apart from other graphic designers because not all graphic designers can illustrate. Ah, and not all illustrators can design. I see. So I'm kind of both in one package. And uh, there was my my mentor kind of uh, my design mentor. I have to brag on him a little bit later. But my mentor kind of pointed out to me that there are some designers that design for he called it utility where like if you need a brochure, that designer will make the brochure look exactly like your brand, like your company, like mm -hmm. it came from your like your company, like it historically like this is this is in line with what it looks like. Yes. And then there are designers who make it look like. It came from your company, but there's something a little bit extra, something a little unique, something a little creative and out of the box. And they, they're designers that have a distinctive style. And he called those illustrative designers. Oh, I so see. That's kind of what I'm starting to turn into is where my particular style of design is is at the forefront of with the work that I make for clients. I like what you're saying because mm -hmm. um, you have the illustrative side, mm -hmm. the graphic design side. Right. So you are, it, it sounds as though because you have that illustrative side, mm -hmm. it's helping you yeah. with a different eye towards graphic design. So what kind of advice would you give to young people who wants to, some young people might just say, I just want to do graphic design. Yeah. I'm not interested in illustration. Yeah, for sure. So what kind of advice would you give to them? I would say have a, uh, it's funny because I was on the other side of this discussion with the, the 
Black Graphic Designers Network, where I was talking to people and we talked about this very thing where um, embrace the fact that you have backgrounds that don't necessarily fall in line with, I went to art school and then I got a job. Because that will make you unique. That will make you stand out to employers or to clients who just need somebody who to design their flyer. That will help set you apart from the rest of your competition. Right. Um, I knew one girl who uh, in the network, she handles social media for the network itself. And I work with her all the time. And we had a, we had a talk on uh, Instagram. And she was saying that she's had work as a cashier. And she's had work as a bartender. And she's had work as this and she's had work as that. Her main passion is singing. Right. And she's been a performer, but she also works these jobs like to eat. Right. And she was saying that her strength, because she's had a hundred different types of jobs, she brings all of that experience to her singing mm. or to her social media. She also does social media management. Right. And, you know, the cashier's customer service or handling customers or handling people who are not so happy. Yes. And bartending is multitasking. And like all, all of the experience that you've had in life, even if it's not art experience, will lend itself to your skills as a designer. So that's my advice for younger yeah. designers. So I th that's beautiful because what you're saying is try not to be limited in one thing. Yeah. And, and, and I think what you're saying too is people can see all of what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, a part of what they want to do right. later on. Right. Some folks might say, well, you know, I'm doing this now and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. This is I my day really job. I really want to do this. Yeah. But not understanding that what you are doing now mm -hmm. will help you do what you want to do better. Yeah, it, will, it really will. And sometimes you have a goal in your head of like, I want to do this thing. And then as you're on that path, it's taking you zig zigzagging all over the world or all over the, the map. You don't know where you're going to end up, but you have this goal in mind. You find out that you didn't actually want to do that thing. Yes. And then you find out what you what you actually like because you're, you're not saying, I'm going to go do this thing. I'm going to go become a TV producer. And it turns out you actually like knitting. Like, yes. I don't know. Is there an example? Yes. But um, yeah. And, and it's funny because every single, I've interviewed maybe, almost probably like five people in the network just to talk to them about their experience. And every single person I've talked to, we're all in the same industry, but right. we each have different paths. The path to get to becoming a creative is so wide. I have uh, two more friends that went to the same degree program I did. And all three of us have different jobs, completely different paths, completely different jobs. Mm -hmm. So there's more than one way to become a uh, professional artist, designer, creative, what have you. So I saw where you recently uh, designed a piece for the Gulahichi Festival. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. How did that come about? I, um, this is the great thing about having a network and having connections. Not to, not to sound sleazy, but um, my mentor uh, runs the Black Designers Network and the network also has the agency. It's right. like two things under one name. And he was hired by the, the, um, the St. John's Cultural council they're the ones that run the festival mm. and they they hired him to create their poster and then he said gabby why don't you come on and you could um illustrate the poster and maybe come up with ideas for designing the poster as well okay so we art directed and designed the poster together and then we discussed the history we talked to some of the community members over zoom and uh, he came up with this idea for a scene that you might see in the gullah history of 
people in traditional garb standing around a hog pot because mm. that's what they would eat on Sunday dinner. They would take a whole hog and just put it in this pot. Wow. <laughs> and he said, well, what if you illustrate this? And he gave me like a rough idea and I just illustrated it based mm. on reference that I got. And then I um, actually got to go to the festival a couple of weeks ago and I was, I walked up and I saw my, the illustration on like a huge banner at the front wow. and it was at a few different places and like a little brochure and everything. It was the coolest thing. It was really gratifying. Yeah. Now you said, uh, and, and help me to pronounce that word because yeah. not many people, I, I might have said Gula Hitchie, but how do you say it? How, what is the correct pronunciation for that? Is it uh, Gula Hitchie? Gula Geechee. Gula Geechee. Yeah. That's okay, what I've, so yeah, that's Gullah what I've heard. Gula Geechee Festival. So. <laughs> What kind, besides, so of course, the Kalegichi, you, did you attend the festival? I did, yeah. That's where I got to see like the big banner and the, the I even got to see, there were, there's these famous, uh, uh, they're called ring shouters. Right. It's a traditional um, uh, leftover from slave culture where they, they would like sing and, and shout and dance a certain way. And they were at the festival performing. And later in the day, I got to see them stand next to the banner. The oh. banner that I designed, and they were taking pictures and everything for social media. It was really cool. That that must have been a, a really powerful um, impact to you. Yeah. To see that you started off with illustration. Yeah. Things weren't working out mm -hmm. financially. You jumped into graphic design. Yeah. But you still had the illustration thing going. And now yeah. you could see that work where people are actually showing off their image in front of it. That's, yeah, that's, it was honestly, incredible. it was it was really, really, really gratifying, especially since, you know, in those moments of doubt when things aren't working out and you're yes. like, oh, I'm never well, I guess I'm never going to do this again. And then now that I'm, you know, I'm meeting people and I'm building out my network and I'm getting more work there, I'm getting graphic design jobs and I'm also getting illustration jobs and I'm finding those clients who who are in the market for illustration and who want that kind of work. It's really cool. So what, what drives you? I mean, what, because I know this kind of uh, uh, journey as an artist, you know, you will have maybe more down times than up times. Yeah. What, what drives you? What keeps you going? Uh, I think, well, being successful and being able to be financially free enough to decide, like, I want to go travel. I want to go here. I want to go there. And then also creating the kind of work that I wanted to see when I was little. Right. Because like growing up where I grew up, it was pretty rural. There wasn't much like racial diversity. Mm -hmm. So being mm -hmm. able to design with a photo of a black person, being able to, to put out that representation that I wanted to see when I was little. Yes. Being able to create artwork, even when I'm making fine art for show and galleries in Ocala, I will draw black women, brown women, women who look like me, who look like my, my mom or my aunt. Um, adding to that representation is is really what drives me too that's beautiful thank you so so what is next for gabby what's what's 2023 is making its way in some days from now what's mm -hmm. what's on the agenda for gabby um i think just improving my processes making the client journey when they when they come to me and when they leave with the the project that they needed making the journey even smoother, reviewing how how I go through the process. Yes. Um, just getting more getting more of the work that I'd really love to work on. Like the festival stuff was really cool. Yeah. Um, I got to design for my hometown art festival too. I made the uh, the the festival flyer 
this year for Inverness Art Festival. That okay. was really cool. Wow. More work like that where I can work with um, small towns or small businesses and really make an impact. Um, more work with black-owned businesses I would love to do. Um, and more work in the actually in the beauty space. I love uh, uh, beauty and makeup and cosmetics, and I'd love to design packaging for them to where you can uh, you can tell the story of what's inside the package from the right. outside. Mm -hmm. You can tell the story of that brand using color and shape and illustrations and everything. And for a client to trust me like that, I would love to have more client work Beautiful. like that in the future. Beautiful. So before we head out, um, what would you say there might be some stuff you are struggling with that you would like to get a handle on so that you could go to the next level with your business? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, I think probably just meeting more, meeting more creatives, I think. Meeting more black creatives, I would love to do more of that. Um, stepping outside of my own comfort zone. Yes. Working, I'm always working on that. And then um, what every freelancer says, I think when they're at my stage in the career, is just getting more clients. Yes. <laughs> Do you see yourself having a brick and mortar kind of a space where people could visit and see your work on display and, mm -hmm. or just maybe online presence for people to purchase? I actually do have an online shop where I was I was making a lot of stickers in 2020. Okay. And making some art prints and I do still have that shop. That's uh Gabby was it's gabby-shop.site.com. So let's say that again so that we could out. So that's gabby gabby-shop.site.com. And so folks could go there and they could get a few mm -hmm. items yeah. of what you've created. Yeah, and actually even better would be um, gabbysniga.com is where you can see all of my portfolio, my, my graphic design work, and gabbysniga.com slash links is where you can see my uh, link to my YouTube, my shop, my Instagram, all that good stuff, and uh, you can uh, shop products. I'm actually coming out with some clay products and earrings and pins Great. Uh, Great. on my shop too. I've been working uh -huh. on those over at Christmas break. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. How do you feel about where you are at now in your career? I think I'm at this really cool first full circle space where what I what I set out to do, it wasn't happening and I changed and now I'm doing both of those things. Those things are setting me apart and giving me an advantage. And what I do now, I would say don't take the zigzags in life for granted because those are all things that you could take with you in the future. You can learn from. Gabby Zuniga, folks, um, again, we want to thank her for, you know, blessing, her, blessing us with her time, uh, sharing her story. I'm actually glad that your parents, uh, you know, have been supportive. And for sure. I, I think where you are now, mm -hmm. I think they would be smiling knowing that you stuck on with right. what you began <laughs> doing and you didn't give up. Right. Yeah. You know? in, in a lot of cases, they were the reason that I, I stayed. I, I kept doing it because I was ready to go okay, I'm just going to become a, I don't know, a museum docent or something like that, something other than art-related. So yeah. thank you to my, my family for supporting me. And again, this is the Ocala Arts and Entertainment Podcast. This is our first guest, uh, Gabby Zuniga, and I am really blessed to have you on. Oh, thank you. Thank you, you know. for having me.
We want to say thanks to Tim for blessing us with this space. This is the Corkscrew Bar, and this is downtown Ocala. And we'll be doing many more videos with many more great artists uh, that are doing great work in Ocala. So, hey, again, Gabi Zuniga, thank you. Thank you. There you have it, folks. We hope you enjoyed this great conversation with Gabi Zuniga. Check out the video version on YouTube at Ocala Arts and Entertainment Podcast to subscribe. Bye for now.